Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. During pregnancy, so much effort goes into creating a plan for childbirth, researching and acquiring baby gear, and setting up a nursery. But it's less common for me to see expecting parents or new parents researching parenting styles and skills or looking to develop a deliberate approach or plan for parenting. That tends to come later, and oftentimes it happens after they've been struggling for a while. In this episode, we're going to have a discussion about planning for parenting and parenting with intent. My guest today is a native of Minneapolis. She's a mother of three young children and is passionate about helping parents make the most of their children's first 1,000 days. She's also an inspiring entrepreneur. She's the CEO and co-founder of Love Every which is today's sponsor. Love Every is a new child development company helping parents feel confident they are making the most of each learning stage. Uh, she's also on the board of Happy Family Brands, where she was founding partner and COO through 2016. She helped launch, build, and lead Happy Family, which is the top organic baby and toddler food brand in the U.S. Group Dannon acquired Happy Family in 2013. Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you. I'm really excited to talk with you. First of all, it's the, just having three kids alone is a juggle, and for many of us, a struggle. And then also having a career is its own juggle and struggle, and finding balance between the two of them sometimes seems nearly impossible. We all struggle with it, and I think after you've been through it, you, you learn a lot, and um, you seem to really juggle the two nicely. So I'm, I'd am i love to learn for myself and also to share with our audience some of the things that you've picked up over the years. And also, you clearly have a passion for early childhood with the work that you've done nutritionally through the Happy Family brand and also now with Love Every. Yeah, well, I can say that... Uh... You've given me a big compliment in thinking that I that I have it all together. If you walk into my living room, you'll see <laughs> that the chaos ensues. Um, I think that it's really hard. I think the concept of balance is so hard to achieve as a new parent. And for me, it's more about finding moments of connection and feeling good about the time that I do have with my kids. So I had, I always talk about this experience that I had, but I had gone so deep in nutrition with Happy Family and really understanding what our bodies need to grow and thrive and what nutrition is optimal for each stage of a child's development. And I had my first child and found myself on the floor with him, really, you know, we're scaling Happy Baby. I am running all over the place, feeling super disconnected as so many parents do to just the basics in life because it is such a juggle and such a struggle at times. And I got down on the floor with him and I was like, I'm just going to have a few moments of quality time. I'm, I'm here with my darling baby. He's in this most adorable stage. And I watched him as he pulled himself up to this tabletop toy, you know, the ones that they can reach and pull up to that has all the stuff on it. And I watched him as he pushed one button and all of a sudden, this purple cow is popping out and music is playing. And there's this, this like whole kind of lights are flashing and all of this stuff is happening. And I looked at him and I felt, honestly, I felt disconnected to him in that moment. I didn't, it didn't quite feel right for me as a parent to, uh, I was hoping for some quality time. I was hoping for some connection and I just saw him kind of really, really almost addicted to this toy. And it made me think, 
what is actually happening to his brain? I had gone so deep in nutrition and what's optimal for children's bodies and growing babies' bodies. What's actually happening in his mind? And what is, how is this toy of service? And so it sent me on this journey as a parent that I think is, is what I am giving to parents and what I, what I feel that is my sort of work to do in the world is it set me on this journey to really discover what, what is happening for a child's developing mind and how can parents be of assistance. And I discovered this doctoral thesis that was very obscure. It had been loaned to me by my birthing instructor, who was a Bradley Method instructor, and she had a little library of books and uh, it was Nobody had really checked it out before, but it was this doctoral thesis that was talked about all of these things that are happening in a child's brain and what you can do as a parent at each stage to give your child the kinds of environment and information and, and experiences that they're hungry to learn. How do you, how do you feed their minds as much as you're feeding their bodies? And it was, it, it transformed everything for me as a parent. It's like, I, I all of a sudden felt confident and I felt like I could really connect with my child. And I saw the light in his eyes as I would do all these sort of new things that had nothing to do with the toys that I had in my house. You know, it's really interesting. I'm just reflecting back. My wife and I, we have four kids. And I definitely had those toys. First of all, I remember very distinctly the first time my wife left the house and left me alone with my son. He must have been about three months old already. And she said, you know, I fed him. He's fine. I'm only going to be out for about 35 minutes. Everything will be okay. I was a little nervous about it still. He's <laughs> three, three months old. And yeah. she laughed. And he was awake. He was happy. He had a clean diaper. He was fed. And I was holding him and just looking at his eyes. And he was looking into my eyes. And I'm like, I have no idea how to interact with you. I have no idea what to do with you. And yeah. we just looked at each other for a little while. And then I put him down on, on his little mat. And, you know, he was happy. He had a couple of things to play on there. But I was just like, you know, what, what, what do we do? You're like three months old. I don't know how to interact with you. And separately, as time went on, I got better at it. But separately, we also had those toys as he got a little bigger and was able to pull himself up and push the buttons. And I thought that was the greatest thing for a while where he was so entrenched in those toys and the sounds and the colors. But then now the, the way you're describing it, it also kind of reminds me of, of like when they have their iPod or their electronic devices, they get lost in those devices. It's almost like I'm not even in the room. and. Yeah. On the flip side, we would we would just go out to the park on a on a nice day and roll around in the grass with my phone shut off. And the way I would be able to be so present and in the moment and mindful and really appreciate those interactions, just just see his eyes light up and listen to his laugh and see his smile was just an incredible interaction all by itself. And we didn't even have any any toys or anything to play with. It was just us interacting with each other so that that contrast kind of rings out for me as you start to talk about the difference in interactive toys that just totally entertain the child versus toys that allow you to have an interaction together with the child yeah totally and there's so much that's happening in their 
little minds and brains. So, so much is happening. And I, and I, my passion is around this first thousand days. I talk about it, but the first three years of life, there are huge changes happening in the body and in the mind. And it's, you know, it's kind of almost like parents are told this all the time and it almost can feel like pressure. Like, gosh, you know, my child's the blueprint of their future health and wellness and mental um, abilities is, is, you know, is formed in these first three years. And it's, it's not about the pressure. Actually, it's about the joy that you can experience and the confidence that you can have as a parent when you discover how can you feed their hungry little minds and give them experiences that they're craving, they're naturally craving to, to learn about. So at your, your, your three-month-old, I think about how much um, in the womb a baby's eyes is, are the least developed sense. So, so sight is, is a sense that they, they can't really um, obviously you know, develop in the womb. And so they come out and they're so hungry to exercise their eyes because their eyes are this gateway to understanding the world in, in so many ways. And they're really hungry and looking for high contrast images. And so we all kind of, a lot of parents know that, you know, you should give your baby some black and white imagery. But what's so fascinating is if you give them progressively complex images and show them um, these images, they will become, they are riveted. They are glued. They are so hungry to scan this image and become and, and practice their their visual kind of mental connection between their eyes and their their brain it's it's like you can see this light in them and i think it it also feels good and kind of wholesome in a way that a lot of the cause and effect toys that almost kind of trick babies into understanding and and seeing if i push this button this purple cow pops out and it becomes this the whole kind of chain of events that the child is memorizing Mm-hmm. yet it's irrelevant to real life later. So all these neural connections are forming and deeply forming around these, these toys or these, these experiences that may not be relevant to real life. What I discovered is I had this guide of how to, how to play at each stage and what to do in those moments where you, you are, you're just staring at your little person and you're like, there's so much focus on feeding. There's so much focus on sleep. There's just not a whole lot of focus in these early years on what is a child hungry to do? What do they want to learn? What are they, what are they, you know, I often see a, a parent with a fussy baby and they're, you know, rocking them and they're trying to feed them. And I'm like, I think that they just are hungry to connect with you and they want you to show them your world. They're so hungry to learn about everything that is relevant to real life. And if you, start on that journey and it becomes a lifestyle and it becomes this discovery. And I, I, I credit this, this, this doctoral thesis that sent me on this journey that, that really helped me to feel connected in the times that I, that I did have and I do have with my children. What is, um, did you start getting in, involved in those first thousand days when you had your first child or did, did your interest in early development predate that? Um, I've always been fascinated by by babies. I started, I co-founded Happy Family before my first child was born. So my my co-founder, my Sh- Shazi Visram, my partner at Happy Family, and I were connected uh, by some mutual friends. We both had a deep passion for nutrition and health and wellness. And so we, when we launched Happy Family, it was at a time 10 years ago when very 
the, the organic market really hadn't taken off for infant nutrition and baby food. They just, there weren't many choices. It was a lot of processed jars. And we found that even, even in the, if you go down the aisle and look for a teething biscuit, there were partially hydrogenated oil in teething biscuits, which is to any kind of health practitioner is just like, you know, horrific. Um, and so we found, I found that that for me, the, the kind of core interest in nutrition really translated to this importance of early life. And then through that journey at Happy Family, I had my own children and really shifted to, I felt like we had done the work that needed to be done in nutrition and kind of set off this whole new platform for health and wellness around the physical, the body, the, the, the health of the body. And I found myself really hungry to I found myself wondering as a parent, what is going on with their mental development to their brain development, their cognitive development, more than just, you know, your baby will roll over around the stage or when, when is my baby going to crawl? You know, there's so much sort of kind of focus on these gross motor milestones. It's more about, for me, it was more about wondering what is actually happening in their little minds and how can I be of support and assistance to give them what they're hungry to learn as much as their, their bodies are hungry, their minds are hungry too. And so that, uh, that set me off on this, this journey of discovery. And I started making my own, um, some of my own learning products, like my own toys. And I started doing all of these sort of discover like house tours, like let's go find all the places where there's water in the house or, the, the times that I did have, I felt really present that that moment that you were rolling on the grass with your baby and, and really thinking about the sensory, you know, the, the, the grass is prickly and the, the sun is out. And it's just like you're just in that moment with your child. They're they're present with you. You're present with them. I, I was craving more moments like that in this insane world where there's so much happening. And as you said, the juggle is so real. I wanted to have the time that I did have, I really wanted to have the information and really know how I could engage and connect with my child in a way that was healthy for them, that felt right to me, that felt connected, that ultimately helped them to, to become their full selves. I'm really fascinated by how you were so interested in nutrition and not just for yourself, but for babies before you even had a baby. And then how your fascination with early childhood grew from the physical to the more interactive, emotional, and educational. It's really inspiring. How did you juggle? I mean, we talked about it at the beginning. How did you juggle all of this growth and development? Um, I mean, your first company became massive and must have sucked up huge amounts of time. How did you juggle that? And what did you learn by doing it that we can take from you that we can benefit from to how to create work-life balance. Yeah. Again, that, that word, that elusive ba word balance, I think it's, I think it's so hard to achieve the kind of daily perf the, the perfect day, right. That has connection with your family and you have, you know, a touch point with a friend and you are growing your business and you're working out and you're eating healthy and you maybe had time to meditate. It's like, ah, uh, there's just, uh, I, I've never found that day. However, I do think that if just like having really being thoughtful about your birth plan and really thinking about what is it that you want for that, that, that time that your baby is going to emerge into the world thinking a little bit ahead and, and really having some resources to support you can, can make a big difference. And so 
for me, I, um, I have a really supportive husband. I do travel a lot for my work, which is so hard to be away from the kids. I also have a really deep connection to them and I feel that connection. It feels good to me. And I, when I am home, I am there with them and I try as much as I can to turn off the distractions and, and just be present. We don't have a TV in our house. Um, so I've never, you know, watched TV. I've never watched TV. I mean, I don't mean to be unrelatable, but I, I've just never been a TV person. Um, because it's so, it's so hard. Our house is super messy. We have, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's an embarrassment in any given day when, if somebody were to walk in the door, it's, you know, it's absolutely not presentable. Um, we eat really simple food. We eat healthy, but we don't, you know, we're, we're not great at preparing beautiful meals. Um, and, but our house is full of books and it's full of, um, the sort of connection time. It's full of cardboard boxes and, and time to be together. And it, it, I would love to have it all. I, I don't have it all, but I feel like I have what matters. And I think that that's what we all are craving. Right. And, and I, and I think that for me, I had had all this kind of watered down information from, from out in the world. So we're, we're given as parents very little to get started on this journey of parenthood. And, and it, and for me, I felt frustrated by these kind of camps that you could be in, like you could be in the Montessori parent, or you could be the, um, the Waldorf parent, or you could, you know, use certain philosophies around discipline. And it, it is, there's something about that where I, I felt like if you really just connect to what's happening in each stage of development for your child and what they want to understand about the world, what they're ready, children are so capable, they're capable of so much. And, and if you do that with a lot of empathy around, you know, heaps and buckets full of empathy for, for yourself and for the, the chaos that is and the imperfections that and connect with what feels right, you can, you can end up somewhere that helps you to be present and to, and to have those moments and to really understand what, what your child is hungry to learn at each stage, which is very much kind of what my purpose is in life now is to, to really try and share that with, with, with a broader community. Um, okay, I we're going to take a little break. I just have one question before we go, and I have so much more I want to ask you when we get back. I'm curious how you connect with your kids when you're away, when you do travel. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, to be totally honest, um, I I don't really. I don't do FaceTime. I um, I ask for updates from my husband and um, their caregivers, but in the school, but I, I don't, um, do FaceTime or, or, you know, do calls. I find that it ends up, um, they're, they're just, they don't really have time for it. They don't want to take the time or it makes, especially the little ones just really, really sad. And it makes them want, it makes them want you. Um, and so I've just, you know, I have to say there are times when my heart just aches when I'm going to leave them. And I think we, we all have had that as parents, like whether that's like your first date night out or your, you know, or your first trip away. Um, I think that there's some, there's some internal wisdom in what, what the right balance is. And everybody has a different balance of what makes sense for their families and what makes sense for them. I hope I'm, I, I hope it, you know, 
I hope that I'm in balance when I, when I leave on a trip, but sometimes I just get that gut feeling. That's just so sad to leave them, especially if I have to leave on a Sunday and when I'm usually on a rhythm with them in the weekend and we've just been playing and been present and, um, and not doing it, you know, a ton of running around activities, you know, we just try and keep life pretty simple when we're, when we're not working. I just get this pit in my stomach when I have to leave them. So I think it's really just kind of knowing what that at, at that point, I try and rebalance and look at my calendar and say and cancel some things or figure out how to how to get back into into that kind of balance where you just know that you've spent some, some time with your kids and spent connecting, spent time connecting. I also have a very um, engaged husband and, and, and partner um, in, in life. And we we do all of this together. You know, this all that of this, makes like, a huge difference as well. Yeah, I was, I couldn't do a fraction of what I did if it wasn't for my wife and and the teamwork. You know, the synergy, the one plus one equals three. But you're you you know the way you approach travel is really interesting because it reminds me a little bit of Har- Harvey Karp and his concept of feeding the meter. You know, even just just when you're playing with the kids to not try to play with the kids and also check your email at the same time, but to sort of yeah. Shut everything off, get on the ground, play with them, be interactive with them, be present, be mindful, have this great interaction that kind of feeds both of your meters and then gives you both a little opportunity to do your own thing for them to self-play and then for you to really pour yourself into the email or the phone call or whatever it is that you need to get done or, you know, doing things around the house. Um but when you try to do them both together, how neither one really gets done very well. So it sort of sounds like that's your approach to travel. When you're home, you're very present, very with them, and um, you have these deep bonds and connections. And then when you're away, instead of sort of trying to mesh the two together in a way that doesn't really work, you just you go get done what you need to get done business-wise and then come back. And and I imagine, you know, when you get back, it's that, that absence makes the heart grow fonder. You get this really cool initial welcome home and, and big bond experience. I do get some really, really, really great welcome homes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So let's take a quick commercial break. And we're going to come right back and talk to you more about how to maximize those first thousand days. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Dr. Berlin. And I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart literally. Omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new Omega-3 soft gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, It has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet.
Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, and we're back with Jessica Rolf. We're talking about parenting with intent and bonding with your babies through the different stages of life. You started a new company recently called Love Every. Tell me about Love Every. Yeah, so Love Every, again, was really born from my experience as a parent, and I co-founded the company with Rod Morris, and we have this mission to to really create more confidence in parents in so that they can really understand what's going on with these micro development windows that are opening and closing in their child's development and how they can be of help and how um, we can be of help as, as a company in providing products that really help create more meaningful connections between parents and, and children. So you're working together with child development specialists? Yes, we are. We have a panel of child development specialists, including the author of this doctoral thesis that inspired me so a few years back to really discover more about my child's brain development. And so you have the Play Gym. Is that your first product? Yes, this is our first product. And, you know, I looked at it and initially you look at the at the Play Gym and you're like, all right, that's a kid's toy. And then as you start to explore it, it becomes, it kind of reveals itself as being so unique. And it's, there's nothing I can really compare it to because it's, it's sort of created its own category within the concept of play gyms. We talked earlier in the first part about how a lot of baby toys just kind of create these sequences and things happen and they sparkle and make noise and, and they're colorful, but they just draw the baby in in a way that doesn't create for interaction, you know, with the parents. Tell me some of the unique features of your play gym and also how it kind of, first of all, it comes with a book, right? Remember how I said, I I was like, I have no idea. I'm clueless what to do. At three months, the baby was just looking at me. I was looking at him. I mean, we basically had a cute little <laughs> staring contest, but there's so much more interaction <laughs> you can have with them. And I wish I had like a little, what do you do with your baby at this stage? But you, you include that with the, uh, with the gym. Yes. And I think it's really thinking about, you know, so many as, so as a new parent, everything opens up, right? Like you're just thinking so differently about, about everything because your life is changing and about to change in these dramatic, wonderful challenging ways. And for me, I, I feel, I felt like we need to rethink how we perceive these sort of first products that come into our homes that are the ways that we engage with our babies or the way that our babies engage with the world. And so we deconstructed, my co-founder Rod and I and the team deconstructed, what do we think of as a play gym? Because it can be this really amazing platform for learning for a year and beyond. There's all these fine motor and gross motor and sensory exposure can happen and visual stimulation can happen. But the way that the products were designed and have been designed just to me were more about an adult fantasy of what a child wants than what does the child actually really crave and what are they hungry to learn. So when you think about, for example, like the jungle theme or a sea theme, or you know, it's it's that's more about novelty and creating fun in the nursery for what you think the baby or an adult might think the baby might be interested in. But if you really think about it, a, a, a three-month-old infant has never seen a giraffe, likely, <laughs> unless you have a zoo right there. Uh, they've they've never really been able to. Um, these these flashing lights are so 
interesting to them, but but really, does that actually create a, a meaningful brain eye connection? And and it's like it's like thinking about and wondering about these things and deconstructing kind of what we think of as these products that are in our home. And also, does it make us feel inspired? And is it beautiful? And does it fit and work? Inspired Rod and me to create the play gym and our team to create kind of the optimal learning experience that feels right, that's made with sustainable material, sustainable wood, organic teething toys, that is packaged in an eco way with very minimal extra packaging. So that all feels right because we need to be responsible about our child's future and the and the future that we're, you know, gifting to to them in terms of the, the world and the environment. But it also needs to just, you know, look right. And then how can we create this sort of platitudes around parenting? So we're told to talk to our children more. We're told to read to our children. Um, we're told to be present and engage. But what does that really mean for as you, you know, as you stared into your 12 month, 12 week old's eyes, what does that really mean? What is your 12 week old wanting to learn about the world? Because you are their guide. You do engineer their environment in those early early months and or even early years. And the more intentional we can be just with the right information, it doesn't have to be a lot more work. It actually doesn't have to be any more work. It just needs to be, we felt that there needed to be a partnership around some kind of, uh, if a company could actually help a parent have a few more moments of connection and really understand their children better, we felt like we were fulfilling our mission. And the way that your play gym is designed, there are so many different interactive parts to it. But when you look at it, just on the surface, it just looks beautiful. It's something that when I leave it out of my house, I not feel the need to put it away because people are coming over. It looks really nice. But it also looks plain. It looks fairly simple on the surface. But then as you explore, there's all sorts of different interactive activities that you can do with it that are things that you do together with, with your baby. Yeah. And, you know, we also want to be realistic and understand that sometimes parents need to get something done. And so, you know, it's also a great place and environment for a child to engage and learn, you know, with a, with a parent, you know, in, in, you know, in another side of the room, taking care of whatever they need to take care of um, playing with the older sibling or, um, or engaging in, in doing something else, right? Like, like, <laughs> like all the chores that we have to do as parents. Um, mm -hmm. But what, what we were really intentional about is what is a newborn experience? Because newborns love this. They are hungry for visual stimulation, yet they can be very easily overstimulated, which is like this conundrum for parents, right? Like, how do I stimulate my baby, but I don't want to overstimulate them. And there, there's such an opportunity to give a newborn a rich diet of, of, of visual stimulation and of even some, you know, some like sound, new sounds and, and some, some new ways to, to build their strength. Right. But, but there's so much happening on a lot of the products that are targeted to, to children, to infants. They're more targeted to an older baby, right? So we wanted mm -hmm. to tailor the stimulation to be ready for each stage. So the gym has these flaps so that you close the flaps when the baby is newborn so that they're not overwhelmed by bright colors and all of this stuff happening and things going on there. You're able to kind of unfold and reveal the stimulation as your baby grows and is ready for it. Right, and they just pop open and close. And then one of the flaps, you talk a little bit about the cards, the visual stimulation cards. 
Yeah, I um, I found that when when this doctoral thesis talked a lot about the research behind neural connections forming in these early months, and and until about you know it's there's there's some there's some debate, but until around five months, like babies really eyes cannot necessarily see vibrant colors, nor do they have binocular vision to be able to really understand depth, and they can't perceive. Know what is close to them and what's further away from them, and they can't focus on things far away. So, when a baby is born, their eyes are one of the least developed senses, as we talked about earlier, and there's so much opportunity to grow that sense. And the more that a child can become an efficient scanner of visual information, the richer the brain eye connection, the deeper and richer those brain eye connections. Are forming. There's there's a much there's a much richer network that gives them a platform for being able to engage with their other senses in a richer and deeper way. Which ultimately the senses integrate, and then it becomes a sort of understanding that builds the foundation for future intelligence, like being able to reason and and be able to process information. All happens from the very beginning when they start developing their senses. And so these cards are just an opportunity for parents to provide their child with dynamic visual stimulation based on their child's stage. So we have these very simple black and white images to start. And it is amazing to see a newborn. They just, they're riveted with black and white images. And so I, I found that I, uh, you know, would print them off of the, the internet and, and laminate them. And, and it's just like, it's so hard to find time to do that. And then the, the packets that I could buy, um, were often too complex and too many curves that there's a lot of science around what kind of uh, visual information is is appropriate and exciting to a baby at each stage. So we've we've tailored the visual stimulation to be just that. And then it evolves to first words things. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of focus on on animals and iconography in in childhood um, and early childhood, but really babies love to look at pictures of other babies and pictures of real things that are connected to their environment. So they've seen a banana likely before, and they they want to start working on that 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 connection of that word to that thing. And so we've created these language cards that that are related to things that are in a baby's natural environment. And then we have you know, these delicious baby faces. Babies love to look at other babies' faces and, uh, and mirror cards so they can look at themselves. The mirror cards are really cute. Uh, what's obvious is that you've, you've put a lot of uh, work into the science behind child development. And you've catered the collagen to help the babies through the various stages. But also you have three kids, so you know that each of the kids themselves have different personalities and different ways of learning, different ways of taking things in. So it's really great that it's customizable both for the various stages of development through the first. Uh, how long would you say kids use use the play gym? For the first year, they use the play gym um, with the the these kind of objects hanging down and there's a ball and then it turns into a little play tent for them to um, to have their own little space as a toddler. Yes. (laughs) That's also very creative. Yeah. And so, so for that amount of time, for those first uh, couple of years, you say a thousand days is uh, 2.73 years or so Yes, to be able to meet each, each child at that developmental stage for them and also for different kids as they learn 
through the stages in different ways with the science behind it, the strong science driving uh, all the different little areas on there. Do you have other products that you're working on? Yeah, we're working on a bunch um, more products that we have launching this summer, which we're really excited about. I think I think the thing that I that I want to share from as from my parenting experience to the parents that are listening is really that the stuff just isn't actually isn't that complicated. That there is so much intuition that um, can be built upon once you kind of know what your baby is ready for. So let's say that a a, a baby is you know, there's, there's so much science. It's just not really reaching parents in actionable, digestible stage based. Here's, here's what I need to know when I need to know it ways. And I think that that's where I want to share from my experience. It's what I wanted to share with, with other parents is sort of how do we just break this down and make this simple and, but yet actionable. Um, and, and something I can do as opposed to something I'm reading about or, um, the, the emphasis again on all these gross motor milestones, which feel kind of empty ultimately, because it doesn't really connect me with what my child is really hungry to, um, integrate in learning. There's so many aspects of learning. So, um, we, we do have a lot of other products launching, which we're really excited about, but mostly we're just excited to share in this, in this journey with other parents and, and have a conversation around what is, what feels right, what's good, what feels good in our environments and how can we, um, meet parents' needs today because there are there's so much happening and there's so many values that we all hold and we're trying to balance and and juggle so much. How can how can um, Love Every and and we as you know co-founders of this company, Rod and me, how can we be of service to to parents in in the daily juggle and struggle? Where can we find you online? So the play gym is available on loveeverybaby.com. So it's L O V e-v-e-r-y-b-a-b-y.com and our instagram handle is at love every baby um we've got you know facebook and we were starting to provide some you know some ideas for activities that you can do as a a parent but really trying to make it more of a lifestyle rather than just these one-off you know i did this i did this activity and it and i had to you know get all these materials and prepare and it was a 10 minute thing. And then now I have this big mess. <laughs> We're not about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find us at loveeverybaby.com. The approach uh, sort of even in childbirth education, right? So you, you learn a, a bit about the science in a childbirth education class, the science of labor and delivery. And you learn some different coping tools and, and mechanisms, but ultimately it's sort of like once you have that understanding, then you take it and apply it to your own labor and birth journey the way you want to. Yes. And it kind of sounds like that's your fundamental principle here with parenting as well, which is to, to share some of that science and break it down into easy to digest and understand bits. And then we can, as parents, figure out how to apply it and and just naturally, it seems like the kind of thing, almost like meditation, the more you do it, the more it becomes natural to you. We can just get down and um, be with our kids and interact with our kids and play with our kids and learn and grow with our kids. And uh, I, it's kind of the, something I wish I had myself when my kids were younger. So I hope that you're, uh, oh. I hope you don't stop there and quickly move into teenage products because I need them. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's Love every, every teenager. Every Yes, yes, I will. I will need that too, um, at some point. <laughs> and I think, I think it it is so much about about becoming. It becomes a lifestyle, right? Once so, once you're educated and once you have what you need to know, 
when you need to know it. And it's, this is not really complicated stuff. Just like, you know, if you have an informed pregnancy and an informed birth, it, it changes everything. And then you can apply it to your own life and, and really tailor things to, to what's happening with your body and your birth plan and, and what's, what's happening. What are the, what are the inside and outside forces? But, it, but this, the beginning is just thinking a little bit more deeply about the birth, about your baby's nutrition, about what they're hungry to learn. And it, it helps you then become creative with the information that you do have. You can then start to discover new things with your child in ways that you didn't even know were possible. Well, I really appreciate um, you joining us and all of the passion that you've put into helping create both healthy nutrition and physical development for children and now mind developmental stages for children and sharing it with us both in terms of the research that you do and sharing the information that you learn and the products that you've created around them. I really appreciate your being on the podcast. And um, I look forward, hopefully you'll come back with uh, either a sneak peek or when the other products come out. I can't wait to hear what you're, what you have brewing. I'm sure they're going to be great. Thank you, Dr. Berlin. Thank you for all the, the wonderful work that you do in, um, in service of, of all of us uh, who, are, who are building families and creating humans. Oh, thanks so much. It's, uh, I always like to say hashtag teamwork. We're all part of the same team. At home, thanks for listening to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. If you have topic ideas or things you want to learn about, send your suggestions to info at informedpregnancy.com and then visit us online for lots more pregnancy and parenting media at informedpregnancy.com.